Hey, welcome to another episode in our summer saving series. Today, we're going to talk about an expense that hits most couples pretty hard. Something that we need, but it feels like our budget is blown because of it. Find out what it is and how you can keep it in check today. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. Did you guess what it is? Believe it or not, it's food. Yes, we've talked about saving money when you're eating out, but let's talk about today the other expensive part of your food budget, getting groceries. Even if you're just a family of two, it seems like it gets more expensive to eat well, but that doesn't have to be the case, which is why I asked my buddy Jen Smith to come on board. She's the creator of Saving with Spunk and the author of the new book, Meal Planning on a Budget. Now, since I write about personal finance and we worked ourselves out of debt, I'm familiar with meal planning, but when I read this, I still picked up quite a bit in it. And it's a very easy read. I think you'll love it. So we're going to sit down and talk today about how meal planning doesn't mean leftovers every night, the magic of slow cookers and Instapot and how seasonal and sales eating will lower your bills and be better for you health-wise. Hope you enjoy. This summer, I wanted to kind of focus on savings because one, I think a lot of us are just in a low-key mode. We want to be outside. We want to have a good time. We're not trying to stress. But... Our budget doesn't go away. Our finances can't go on vacation, though I would love for it to. Mm. Yes. (laughs) So I I would love this idea of like, how can we find easy and fun ways to save with what we have? And one of the biggest expenses a lot of couples have that they're surprised about is their food. So I do a challenge where I'm saying, you know what, even before – you come up with a budget. I'd love for you guys to sit down and just track what's going on, you know, with your money. And that seems to always come up where they'll say, oh, I thought what we're spending like 400, 500, whatever dollars, we're spending almost twice as much or twice as much, depending if they have kids. We didn't even know this was going. Um, and so we know on paper and in our heads, we got to be smarter with money. But how do we do that? And I invited you because you wrote an incredible book that I, I was like, this, this was something I needed. And I've been doing this for a while, but I still picked up some stuff, which is meal planning on a budget. So first of all, how did you come up with this? I feel like there's a story, maybe something of, from you that you needed this. Yeah. I mean, it's the same story with us. Like we were spending so much on food, even though we were being really frugal. And when I wrote my first book, the no spend challenge guide, 
that tended to be the part that tripped everybody up. It was the food category. So everyone was fine with, you know, cutting back on shopping, going to Target, all those things, but it was the food uh, that really tripped people up. And even just doing research online to see like what was the biggest thing people were searching for to save money on. Uh, the top one is groceries. So I just saw a pattern and then also talking to friends, yeah. I saw a pattern that I couldn't ignore mm-hmm. and I just tried to help people get to where I was and I'm no chef, I'm no like expert in the food department. Mm -hmm. Um, but I found a method that worked for me and I just wanted to put it all down in writing to maybe help somebody else get from like step A to step B. Yeah, because there's, okay, I should say there's this idea with meal planning that there's, it's complicated. There's a ton of steps. You're going to have to basically forfeit any fun time. You know, your free time is like getting this ready. And yes, there's some prep time. Uh, but in the long run, once you get this system, it's kind of like this nice little rhythm and then you're saving money on the other side and time. So it's a win-win, but getting over that hurdle of meal planning, I I think is like figuring out like, what is meal planning to you? Like you explained it really well in the book. How do you see meal planning? Yeah. I mean, originally I just saw it as something that like fitness people do. They make all these things, you know, all day on Sunday and then portion them out. You got to count your calories and all this stuff. And like, I didn't initially see it as something that could be used to save money. And also I didn't want to be like eating leftovers all week because oh, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what that sounded like. It's just like, oh, you're cooking on Sunday and you're eating leftovers for six days and it doesn't sound good. Um, but I just, I found that I could do simple things on Sunday, like chopping vegetables Mm -hmm. uh, or making like a, putting a crock pot meal in a bag and like throwing it in the freezer and just these simple things that would lower the barrier to entry uh, on during the week because I have no motivation to cook. I don't find it enjoyable. Uh, I love grocery shopping and finding deals and, but I don't really love being creative in the kitchen. So it just lowered the barrier to entry so I'd actually get it done. Yeah, and I think that's important because I will admit like when I'm tired and I'm out, I'm taking care of stuff and I'm going home and I realize I don't have a meal planned, that Chipotle's on the way home. Mm-hmm. It's very tempting and nothing against Chipotle's, but you can only do that so much. You know, like you're finding options and they would be more the healthier option. And then there's the fast foods the other chains there that I love what you say. What is the easiest option? What is going to get me past that barrier Mm -hmm. to actually do it? So if you don't mind, I'm going to pull up your book because there's a lot of information in there, but I kind of want to go through chapter five because I think that captures why I enjoyed it so much. So (laughs) because it's an actual meal plan and a realistic one. And just like you said, I understand like sometimes Tuesday nights are our busiest nights. So sometimes I'll make something Monday that goes really well for Tuesday, like the next day, like Italian food or pastas where like, oh, it's even better the second day, but I don't want that the third day or the fourth day. And this also looked like it was just tasty food for lack of a better word. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because I think that's another misconception where 
you have to do these really basic meals that just don't taste good. They don't look appealing. I mean, that's why we go to a restaurant. We want something like fantastic that tastes delicious. Yeah, that's kind of my, I love like very exotic foods and I love flavorful foods and very creative foods, but I don't like to cook and I'm not very good at cooking. So that definitely lends itself to wanting to go out to eat more. So I have to find easy recipes that are super flavor flavorful. And sometimes my solution is just adding extra garlic, but even small stuff helps. <laughs> yes. And then- <laughs> That is key. And then I think something that does, you mentioned like different flavors is like cuisines from all around the world. You can take Mm -hmm. a bit of this and that. I mean, I wouldn't say I make Indian dishes, but I'm inspired by the spices, the flavors, and it doesn't take much to, when you saute, you put it in there. It's a lot of flavor and it's really easy because I'm like you. I enjoy having people over, you know, in the social aspect of food, but the you know, some people enjoy cooking and prepping. That's just not yeah. me. Yeah. No, it's definitely not me. And I've definitely had to learn to get faster at prepping. Yeah. Because I'm not like, I don't have like chef knife skills, so I can't go super fast. I have yeah. to just be cautious that I'm not cutting my fingers off and with my cheap knife. And <laughs> I've had to definitely yeah. learn as I go. And I don't do it every single Sunday, but... <laughs> I would say 75% of the time I'm doing it and it definitely makes a difference on the days, the weeks that I do it versus the weeks that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just looking right now, like the menu for week one. I I think this is a good mix. You have chickpea curry, you have spaghetti, you have stuffed peppers, slow cooker soup and a salad, and you have the grilled zucchini boats. Now, what I will point out is what's kind of interesting is you include this in your book about like shopping seasonally and sales. How can that help out uh, one with saving money, but then also two with, I guess, the recipes and the flavors? Yeah. So when something's in season, it's going to naturally be cheaper and you definitely want to buy more of it, mm-hmm. but you don't want to buy so much that you get sick of it. So definitely keeping it in like different cuisines helps mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and And I love these these meal planning services that you can buy, they sound so ideal and I would love to be able to use them. Like, but the fact is, is that they don't always cater to seasonality and you're, you're just going to find it a lot cheaper to buy in season. Yeah. And I also think when you're, you're buying local and you're getting it within season, the flavors are usually a lot better. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of a cheat when you cook, like when you have good ingredients, less work. Sometimes those tomatoes that are out of season, like to me, they feel kind of like bland. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. the cherry tomatoes in the summer and you make a salad out of that. It's really good. And I think in part that's because you're starting with high quality ingredients, but people think that's expensive. Oh no, it's, you know, it's organic or if, you know, I'm going fancy, I'm going to have to pay a ton of money. And in the book, you make a really good argument. That's not always the case. You just got to shop smarter. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to find out what's in season. There are all kinds of seasonality charts online and definitely it's different based on where you live too. So you're going to want to check what's in season uh, near you because that makes a big difference. Like I live in Florida uh, Mm -hmm. that has a very long growing season versus up north, theirs is a lot shorter. Yeah. And then also something that's helped us is when we have a garden and 
I totally get you when you're like, but getting too much of one thing is a bad thing. Cause last year it was cucumbers. <laughs> and once in a while I loved it, but like they were sprouting and I ran out of dishes to make cucumbers. I was sick and tired of it. So this year I did not plant them. I was done. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have a hard time having a garden. I know that my husband wants to grow one because he made his own compost. So oh, nice. he, yeah, I'm going to let him be on in charge of that whenever it happens because A, I have a black thumb uh, and B, I just can't like get too into it. I could maybe start canning stuff, but even at that point, it's like, how much of one thing can I have? Like how many pickles yeah. can I make out of cucumbers? Like <laughs> not that many. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great that you know what you enjoy doing and you're finding ways to offset that. Save money here because I enjoy it. I'm good at this. This not so much, but you know, that's not so much a big deal because I'm covering my bases. I think we worry about being perfect, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's food or finances. And it's like, you know what? Start somewhere and build up and then you'll find that, you know what, I'm really good with this. Let me focus on this. And yeah. That. Yeah. And I know other people are great at gardening and they have yeah. huge gardens and they save so much on groceries because they don't buy produce. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not me. So I include a lot in the book, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean I do every single thing. It doesn't mean whoever reads it has to do every single thing. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you. And also an option for someone, maybe they don't want a garden. Um, is now I see, I see more of those, what is it, uh, CSAs. Mm -hmm. And they do local deliveries or really close pickups where you can get in-season vegetables, fruits, produce that's around in your area um, that are great, delicious. You get to know your farmers. And going back to kind of, you talked about this, like food waste. And I, I get the sense that you're also seeing if you can do good while eating good or eating well. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. Like when you're you're trying to spend less and be mm -hmm. conscious of your spending, you can afford to be conscious of what you're spending on. Um, and that's my philosophy. That's the reason like we're still frugal. So yeah, we have a local CSA and mm -hmm. I think it's a great option for like big families. Mm -hmm. um, you can definitely expose you know, your kids to new veggies and like secret ways. Yeah. And uh yeah. And it's great. It's a little, ours is a little too much for two people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love them. Yeah. And, and you're right because it depends. Um, my mother-in-law is in Virginia and I'm not sure if it's changed in the last few years. And she was saying that it's too much produce. They don't have smaller shares, but the one we use here in Raleigh, it's called the produce box. They have regular size families. They have a little like a booster box. So for two people, and we kind of get the smaller one because we have a garden. We're just kind of filling in the gaps, you know, for those weeks, I do want cucumbers. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't but, love cucumbers. So I, well, I got into got them the last few years, but that's another story. <laughs> that's just another story. Uh, but something that I don't think people appreciate, but I discovered because one, I don't like cooking until you go into the book is the magic of slow cookers. Mm, Another yes. way to make it easier and to make some tasty meals with that. Yeah. You know, like kind of go, go over how people, cause I think people think it's just like a chili pot. Oh my gosh. No, I, I'm a vegetarian. So mm -hmm. I find the magic is that I can make a bunch of freezer meals Mm -hmm. Um, so basically if I have a recipe 
that I'm making for the week and I know I like it, Mm -hmm. I'll just make a double batch and freeze the other one. And I know that if there's a day that I haven't planned or that I don't have enough time to cook what I've planned, um, I can throw that in in the morning and it's done in the evening. And you definitely wouldn't want to throw a freezer meal with raw meat in it in the slow cooker. Yes. It will stay at a bad temperature for too long, but it's Mm -hmm. totally fine for non-meat meals. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's just, we, we love making curries in it. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, I've seen a bunch of recipes for uh, lasagnas. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, I have made so many things and, and now I'm getting into the instant pot because I've even, heard about that. <laughs> even with the crock pot, I would still forget to put something in in the morning. And so the Instant Pot's kind of saved me um, <laughs> because like the biggest pet peeve I have is when I'm cooking carrots and like I can never get them to be like soft right when I want them unless I put them in the slow cooker. Mm-hmm. But now I can put them in the Instant Pot and like in 30 minutes, they have that soft slow cooker taste. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, both of those are just so magic and so diverse. I wasn't sure about the instant pot because since I don't eat meat, I, Mm -hmm. I thought it was just like a pot roast pot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good for getting that, uh, slow cooker taste, uh, in a short amount of time. Fantastic. Jen, you're full of so, so many awesome tips and I'm glad we got to meet and chat earlier this year and, you know, read your book. But I know listeners are probably like, I want to learn more. So first of all, they need to pick up the book. But second of all, you have a podcast, which I think is right up our alley. Do you mind talking about it? Yeah. In April, my friend Jill and I started the Frugal Friends podcast. And we talk about frugality, saving money. Uh, We're all about being frugal and not cheap and using frugality as a tool to uh, live a richer life to be more conscious about the world we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's not a tool to get rich, but it is a, it's a tool to find out what you truly value by spending less on things you don't. Awesome way to finish this out with some words of wisdom there. Special thanks to Jen for coming on the show. If you want to get more information about living well and less, please visit Jen's site, Saving with Spunk, and listen to her on her Frugal Friends podcast. It's a great show. As always, over at the show notes at Couple Money, I'll have links to all the resources we mentioned, plus some additional ones, so it will make it easier for you guys to eat well on a budget. And if you want to stay on top of the podcast, videos, articles, what we release, make sure you're subscribed to Couple Money. I send out weekly updates with everything, as well as some behind the scene and exclusive stuff. Plus, it's free. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash join. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and music for makers. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I'm really excited about doing this summer saving series, and I appreciate you guys spreading the word. I know it's a time to relax, but if we can get an extra $1,000 in your bank account this summer, I would be thrilled. I hope you have a great week. Take care. <laughs>